We are the super nerdy sailor guardians who fight for love and justice. And this is Across the Mooniverse. And welcome to episode two of Sailor Moon Across the Mooniverse. We are going to be talking about the second episode of the anime, which is called Punishment Awaits. The House of Fortune is the Monster Mansion. Now, quick note here. Did you know that this episode originally was not broadcast in America? Because this title was too long? They couldn't fit it in the TV listing? <laughs> no, it just, it just wasn't. Because, I don't know, I guess it was too Japanese. Because Deke was like, I don't want anything too two Japanese in the in the first episode Crybaby Usagi that we talked about last episode they edited out all of the kanji all of the Japanese writing anything that could possibly be associated with Japan they were like oh no American kids aren't going to understand that anytime there's a car flipped in any of the Deke translations they flip the screen so that the person is driving on the left side of the car so that American children don't get confused yeah that's not, that, 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 that's thoughtful. No, it's stupid. No. Here's the deal. I don't want to spoil the episode for anybody who's mm-hmm. watching yet. It's a half of an episode. In terms of, <laughs> in terms of storytelling, <laughs> half of stuff happens. Half of and stuff. Then, and then it's transformation time. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the imminent threat to human energy is pranks. That's, yeah. that's essentially the diabolical scheme cooked up by them. <laughs> pranks. A nerd boy becoming overconfident mm-hmm. and another nerd boy becoming kind of aggressive and towards the teacher in kind of a male adolescent fantasy. He becomes over aggressive in sort of a kind of rapey sort of way. A hundred percent Umino in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's totally getting he's like, Hey, let me force myself on you, Usagi, and I'm like, Mmm, fuck you, Umino. I'm so glad that you're just under a spell and you're not actually like that because gross. Yeah. And then the kids turn into the, the children in Salem's lot. I want to bring something back first and foremost, what my brother said to me yesterday. He said, you'll never guess what Mike said to me before we left work. And I said, what did he say? <laughs> he goes, hey, what are you going to do with the rest of your weekend? And my brother, of course, told you. And then you responded, apparently, according to my brother with, yeah, I got to go home and watch Sailor Moon because I got... <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking beautiful so that pretty much made my day this so is perfect seriously this is serious no, it is serious we're giving a gift to the world i agree with that you are in almost in real time we do some editing experiencing my introduction to the universe question Madeline. yes answer michael do we have any old business from do we have any episode old bu- one we do have some old business First and foremost, that carp dirigible. It is not actually a carp. I looked. It does have some scaly lookings to it, so I can see how you'd think it was a carp, but it's not a carp. It's just a dirigible. And I think it was just put there just to have some movement in that particular screen because they don't have any of the scouts on that screen. But I did watch it multiple times just to make sure because I was like, the fuck is this about? And I must say, when you originally brought it up, I did not know we were talking about an opening sequence. Mm -hmm. I thought we were skipping straight ahead to... story into the media no it's good to see it every episode yeah if not a carp then what then it's just a decorative blimp do i need it doesn't look like a fish no it has fish scalies on it but it also has a flower on it and i'm pretty sure that fish don't have flowers on them 
You don't know for sure. I do know for sure. What because... if they're in a koi pond and there's a flower uh, no, and but... it's a still shot that they cut in Photoshop they... and made a zeppelin? That doesn't make the koi have flowers on it. It just means that I, a... I wish somebody listened to this and could like chime in. <laughs> on, like, watch the airship ascend. Yes, it's in the opening sequence. Admire its carp-like features. It does have some scales. Thank you. So I will give you that much. Also, I mean, we've already mentioned that this episode wasn't released in America originally. Sorry, um, so I had not seen it until they did the real release. As fun and a bun. Mm. But what's interesting is there is this Sailor Moon deck building game on the veins of like the Pokemon card game and Magic and things like that. The monster, the young in this episode Bamu the Medusa looking thing yeah yeah, yeah with uh, the crazy hair hands mm-hmm. she's actually in the Did deck you say hair hands yeah let's talk about hair hands okay but I will right. in a second sorry, but sorry. she's in the deck building game and oh. so when I was in the when I was going through my cards in the deck building game because of course I own it because why not I realized that I'd never seen this Yoma before and it didn't occur to me until I watched it later in life that this never aired in America. They cheated you. I know they did. Another thing that we had to discuss was Jadeite mm-hmm. and his uniform because yes. I did mention that I was going to do some research on that. Right. He is just a general. Like that is just a generic general's uniform. And there is more of a backstory to that. It actually doesn't come up in the anime. But when we get to that point in the anime where it doesn't come up, I will discuss what his whole thing is. A general in what? He's in the Dark Kingdom. The Dark Kingdom is ruled by Queen Beryl. And they um, need military ranks they, they need, well they need... she's got some upper lackeys like you have the fodder if you will to send to do menial stuff and then you have the guys who are in control of the fodder so that you can sit back and be chill i mean she's like a hundred percent magic user right that's her... i mean she's a hundred percent i don't give a fuck don't don't skip over this she's a magic user why why would she use combat military ranking system like why shouldn't it be like like nymphs and gnomes and plants because queen barrel isn't the one making up the rankings Okay. It was Naoko. Oh, no, she, no, she's she's part of the ranking system. She's like, yeah, she's a worker. I guess so because mm. she's not to spoil anything, but she's technically not the ringleader, but mm-hmm. she is the ringleader. She's like the second in command, right? And she she'll probably I mean, I just guess her storyline will wrap up right as the season does, and then next season we'll have a new baddie. I mean, I'm not saying that that's true. It's a prediction. It's a prediction. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. So he's just a general. Yes. yes, he's just a general. That's just his general outfit. I do have some other notes about. Does he get? The, do they have like stars? They know. Like star? I did find out because I was like, well, if we're gonna talk about Jade, I might have some information. Jade apparently, according to all of my research, is only 18 years old. Heavens. Yeah. And he's a general. Yeah, he's a general. So good on him. He is what is called Shiteno. It translates to four heavenly kings, but it can also mean like great four, big four. It is actually the kanji that is used to denote the elite four in pokemon i learned this when hmm. i was researching why why are we tacking four was he the fourth is he the fourth of that name his great grandfather's the original jay <laughs> i don't know about his great grandfather we're gonna go with that but okay his great grandfather is mm-hmm. we'll go with that for now jay the elder yes um he's also a master of disguise apparently although i don't think mm-hmm. any of his disguises are actually that masterly i think he's pretty transparent but you know then again sailor moon looks a lot like usagi so i have to do the suspension of disbelief say magic is involved they actually look different so let me see here there's a lot of other stuff that i have in here as far as the chiteno go but that's all spoilery so we'll get I'm, into I'm that sorry, later I'm, stu- I'm stuck on this on this uh, master of disguise yeah and your opinion is that his disguises are, are not that masterful perhaps it's the way the story is being told the way it's drawn were this a documentary mm-hmm. perhaps his disguises 
would be more effective. Okay, but literally in this episode that we're talking about, mm-hmm. he was wearing a trilby in a trench coat. That screams creeper, not master of disguise. It does? Yeah. But maybe it's the old hide in plain sight. Well, like, I mean, like, he's like, like standing there in line for the fortune teller and he is sus as fuck. Like... You look what at him if, and you're like, What if I went to a bank okay. and started asking questions about their safe? That would be sus as fuck. Right. Take it a step further. I would be dismissed. Nobody would be crazy enough to ask the bank manager about their safe. No. If they were intending to rob the bank. I, no. The I next dis- day, the place gets cleaned out. Okay, Thank no, you. I disagree. Having worked in retail for five and a half years, the people who get a little too chatty with you are the people I go, well, you're on my watch list for the next forever. I forgot that I was up against I- a pretty rich skill set. that's what you get for being a manager at a craft store for at least three of those five and a half years so when some crazy lady won't shut the f up about popsicle sticks you know something's up yeah i'm like "Mm, you are probably a tweaker considering where we were located yes the likelihood of that person being a tweaker was really 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 high it wasn't the popsicle sticks that gave it away no What's wrong with those people? Crazy. <laughs> so moving on about moving Sailor on. Moon. Yeah. Yes, Old we business got, done. So we talked about Jadeite. We talked about Carpenter Jables. <sighs> We're going to revisit this title. Punishment Awaits. The House of Fortune is the Monster Mansion. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in that title we- sequence. That alone is why they pulled it from the American television broadcasting. Punishment Awaits about a 14-year-old girl. Well, considering that the fact that in awaits. the... <laughs> no, I think that, that they were looking at it and going, wow, this has way too much Japanese culture in it. No American child in the 90s is going to get that, which is bullshit, in my opinion. But it was just like, oh my god, fortune telling. I mean, it probably also got pulled because of the censorship because you get to see Haruna Sensei's underwear. Mm. So there's a lot of problematic things in this episode that I can see them pulling in the 90s that they wouldn't pull today because they're not as ridiculous as I, I think you make some, some pretty good points. Mm-hmm. And they definitely come from a more educated standpoint. <laughs> so can my theory be included in the reason that... I mean, sure. Thank you. We'll allow your theory to yeah, be. That's all, I need, that's all I need. I just need a foot in the door. All right. All right. Longest title ever. Yes. I mean... No, but okay. You know what I'm saying. If very, yeah. very, Especially episode two. Yeah. Episode two is a pretty long title. And I, I mean, I, I get it. They kind of they kind of set the standard with the first one because that's a lot of words too. Right, baby Usagi's magical transformation. Mm-hmm. It just made me wonder... Sorry, beautiful transformation. Were the writers getting paid per character? I don't know. Maybe. Let's, go, <laughs> let's not eliminate that as a possibility. Okay, so season one yes episode two episode two there was some good morning sequence there wasn't juice and toast that i remember maybe there was but Uh, oh no no, no. wait back i remember now it's luna trying to wake up sleepyhead yeah and her chicken clock yeah that's why i don't remember anything of the (laughs) the chicken chicken clock. clock yeah i was like oh my god who would have a horrible replica of a terrible bird my older brothers that's yeah. who because my older brother had a chicken clock when i was in the third and fourth grade and it would go oh. good morning good morning and i would remember hearing it because i would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning to sit down and watch the new episode of pokemon and the new episode of monster rancher early in the morning before getting ready for school and he would only wake up to watch the new episode of monster rancher and i would hear after the episode of pokemon he hear his alarm go off go and it was so freaking annoying but you know that's what i remember my older brother had a chicken clock and luna by the way speaking of luna waking people up in the morning she's a hundred percent my cat elijah in the morning because elijah is like oh you need to wake up 
right now and he gets up right in my face and just like screams at me so i really felt for usagi in that moment have you noticed that the way luna's motion is is mm-hmm. similar to a beanie baby like when she flops how much cute collectible can we shove into one cartoon listen we're only on episode two okay so that happens yeah the crybaby usagi immediately blames luna for oh, her yeah. Not, yeah, it's, it's Luna's fault. She's like, not, how dare yeah, you not yeah. wake me up? How dare you, street cat, not yeah. do your job of waking me up? It's bad enough you gave me responsibility of fighting evil. Now I have to wake up and you don't take care of it for me? Just really, when is she going to take ownership of, of, she has to take responsibility for her own life. Yeah. Well, she's a middle schooler. Blaming others goes with middle school. Yeah. When we get to school. When we get to school and we see. The establishing shot. I didn't care what it was. I knew it was the establishing shot of school. It was the music that caught my attention. <laughs> music. See, I have to pay more attention because the music is so secondary to me. I'm paying attention it to like... It is really close to, come on world, there's a song that we're singing. <laughs> come on, get happy. Uh, I was like, where's Bonaducci? Oh, man. <laughs> you Okay, you went to Bonaducci and I'm like, David Cassidy. <laughs> well, no one's going to go to Susan Day because, oh my God. She, that Susan Day kind of looks like the kids at the end of the episode. Sorry, Susan. Anyone who's watching the episodes, as we talk about them, you'll know what I mean. Be like, I didn't know what Partridge family was, Mike. I'm not ancient. (laughs) There is some black and white footage on the YouTube. Now I know what you're talking about. And it's less funny because I had to look it up. I don't think it was black and white. I know. In my example. It was very colorful. In in my mind, YouTube shows any video that was shot on VHS in black and white. (laughs) Like, we didn't have color. So, you know, I get fixated on certain things and I of course. keep trying to find new evidence to support theories and or just tear something apart. Yes. It's going to be a while before I get over this guy. Umino? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there he is just being just pathetic as all get out. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And when he's accused of being, when she says, you're a weirdo. His response is essentially yes. Yeah. he's yeah. He acknowledges, yeah, I am weird. I am weird. Is that them educating me, who, who doesn't know anything about twirly-whirly eyeballs, <laughs> that, that he is a weirdo? So I understand the guy with the weird eyes is an ostracized weirdo. I think it's more, Usagi is definitely friends with him, but she kind of sees him as like that know-it-all friend. And so she, being the oblivious, adorable, precious summer child that she is, doesn't realize that umina totally has a thing for her so she's just like why are you standing out here with me i'm being punished why are you out here you do everything perfect he's like oh well i didn't want you to be out here by yourself and she's like you're weird and he's like yeah i know because he doesn't want to admit oh i totally have a crush on you and that's why i'm out here and so she's just like oh well that's fucking weird all right cool he could have just been like it's complicated but okay, so now works. we need to have the intern uh, look up some dates. Yeah. One would be when this episode aired. Uh, I have that for you. Okay. This episode aired on March 14th, 1992. It's my birthday. <gasps> it's my 22nd birthday. There you go. Uh, I want you to look up the next fact because I'm about to propose okay. a theory. So this whole concept of the self-aware weirdo. I am a weirdo, right? Yeah. Weirdo was something that was to be hidden. It yeah. wasn't something that you were proud of that you were oh, a weirdo. Yeah. Okay, until either this episode aired or Creep by Radiohead. So you want me to look up when Creep That's was? That's right. Okay. Yeah, because I want to see if Tom York was in Japan and saw this. was like, <laughs> this is how it's going to be in the future. Weirdos and nerds are going to be the cool guys. Because without that song, there would be no Radiohead. It was released in 1993. Nah. Uh-huh. 
So that's what I thought. I figured out your little riddle, York. Nice ripping off of children's show. Come up with a, the wave <laughs> of the future in terms of popularity and what's cool. I didn't know that he was saying I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo mm-hmm. for a very long time. What did you think he was saying? I thought it was I'm a winner, I which mean, makes no sense. No, because the next line is I do not belong here. So it's <laughs> now, just like, he are you hanging out with all the losers? <laughs> is that what's going won. on there? I won. I'm now I'm I'm hanging out with the losers. I'm the winner of the pariah contest. Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> okay that's enough of that yeah. thank you for joining me on my journey of who influenced what and who jumped who else's train <laughs> may I point out again I think I'm going to point this out every episode that she comes up Haruda which is what they call her in the manga who, which, who are we talking about Haruna the teacher oh yeah she is the English teacher she teaches English for that class got it bad got it bad got it bad <laughs> and there's there's some hot for teacher action a little later <laughs> I was using the, the voice of a dominant I mean, I don't know what else you can say He's about He's being that. a creep going back to Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's try and shove Radiohead in, uh, into this episode. Everyone freaking yeah. listen to Radiohead. Yeah. But no, just creep. No, nothing mm-hmm. else. I don't just creep. I don't want to hear one word about optimistic. Was it, you're going to have to forgive me because I can never remember, but who was the band that did the video with the Bumblebee Girl? Blind Melon. Thank you. No rain. Because I always, like, I think of Radiohead and then I, my brain just kind of goes into this weird, like, 90s progressive alt-rock sort of thing. And then the Bumblebee Girl always comes into my mind. What I found interesting about so. that video, I know this has nothing to do with Sailor Moon yet, is that how many women's and ladies I've met throughout my life who felt like they understood the Bumblebee Girl. They felt like the Bumblebee Girl. Just out there doing her thing, just buzzing I mean, around. all I can say is that my life is pretty plain. Moving on. I feel like, we're, yeah, we're just instantly going off the tracks with everything that happens here. <laughs> First of all, I need... You know I'm bad with names. Yes. Who's the redhead best friend? That's Naru. Naru. Yeah. Naru yells, screams something, and she has fangs. Yeah, yeah. because she's angry. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that your bicuspid? Well, yeah. It's like your little... Your canines that you have. That's not what they're called in dentistry of humans. That is, is really? what... That, yeah, they're called your canines. Okay, I believe you. Okay. You would know because you're afraid of the dentist, so you forget everything associated Mm. with the dentist. But yeah, the pointy teeth that are typically associated with vampires and shit, those are called your canines. And you, probably more than almost anybody, you actually know the fear I have of the dentist. It's not... Yes. I was there in the dentist's office where their fucking carpet didn't match up, the pattern was atrocious, and I have photographic evidence of how the carpet didn't match up while I was waiting for you in the waiting room, and I sent a picture to my little sister, and she responded with, oh my god, what hell are you in and and then i remember just sitting there for a little while longer and then i heard you scream in the back office and then the dentist came out and explained to me all of this stuff he was like you're gonna have to repeat this to somebody else because he's not gonna remember he just i thought everything was okay but then i realized it wasn't that was a long day and then on the ride home you took my carbuncle plushie and you sang Summer Boy by Lady Gaga with the carbuncle plushie. I, that, that's very yeah. believable. And then while we were driving, yeah. I tried to pick a song. And you said, no, 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 no. <laughs> the driver doesn't get to. That's dangerous. The driver doesn't get to pick a song. And then you stole my aux cable and you plugged it into your phone. And you demanded that we listen to whatever you wanted to listen to. Which is not the rules of the road, but whatever. The great thing about the story of me and the dentist and the carpet is that I personally have no memory. You have none. Nothing. Nothing's you, there. You don't nope. even... You told me the next day, you were like, what happened? And I was like, let me tell you. Yeah. I'm so glad I took you to the dentist that day. 
I provide people with story material. <laughs> okay, so okay. she has fangs. She's angry. She's she's angry. Yes. Okay. So so far, I mean, Luna has she's been blamed for Usagi's lack of responsibility. But I, I feel like Usagi's okay with it. Like she doesn't really care that she's late for school. I don't know. No, it's it's very much like she's Usagi. She is late for school. She is right. She's she's made it a part of who she is, which is yeah. I guess I do relate with Sailor Moon the most because she is good at blaming. Mm-hmm. And she's good at rewriting the narrative to suit her and then when she's up against the wall she's just like oh that's just me then there's a blank space after fangs because i think i was just out of shit for a minute i was just watching the cartoon and every uh, time you say blank space i just want you to know that i immediately go to tay tay and i cannot take you seriously for like two seconds because i'm like taylor swift i love you agreed i mean that's a nickname for taylor swift is tay tay so yeah so then i got a blank space blank space yeah big bunch of nothing and i'll write your name sorry that's cool I have written here, Motoki is adorable, which means that she went to the arcade. This is after... Oh, I'm she, about to get there. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So That's I, my I, next note is Motoki is adorable. Well, it turns out I have notes before you, so Ooh. it wasn't just blank space. And it's just sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Fortune teller, long line. Like, what? Okay. Ooh. Living in Los Angeles, yep. right? In Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There's probably half a dozen fortune tellers. Mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly where their place of business is. I can also tell you the exact number of customers I've ever seen mm-hmm. inside, outside, waiting in line, leaving, paying their bill. Mm-hmm. It's all the same fucking zero well good for you i did research on this because i knew this was a question that was going to come up (laughs) you might say that i was able to tell the future so how many episodes into this before i don't have to be here because you know (laughs) (laughs) then it's literally going to be me talking to myself Mm -hmm. and it's just not going to be good because i'm just going to sit here on this podcast and get wine drunk and just ramble about sailor moon for two hours and nobody wants to hear that Uh, no no that's why i have you so that you can curb me and ask legit questions so that I can sound smart and educated. And you the same to me because occasionally tangent. Yes. So we work together to rein each other in. So Uh, 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 Arcade. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you about fortunes. This was the question. Don't try to derail me. I pose the question question and then 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 we have no interest in the answer. There's this article that I was reading. Mm -hmm. Basically, fortune telling dates back to the Edo period in Japan, which is 1603 to 1867, when Tokyo became the nation's capital. Is that when they had ninjas? Would you just listen? Sorry. When Tokyo became the nation's capital under the feudal rule of the Tokugawa shoguns and saw a flourishing of pop culture, including fortune-telling at candlelit tables on the streets of the city, then known as Edo, which became Tokyo. Did they use cards? Most of the fortune-tellers employ a variety of techniques, including tarot cards, astrology, geomancy, and palm reading. But a connection with some other cosmic force is a must. You need to have a gift. It's the same thing every con man I've ever met, because you have to have a gift. <laughs> Well, in the beginning of this article, there's another guy who says that he started doing it. He used to be a dentist, but he retired, <laughs> and he basically learned it from reading books. So He learned his gift? He learned his gift from, yeah, from reading books. Yeah, I that's how gifts work. So basically, the whole thing is, is, is extremely popular. People want to know about their lives. It stems from way back in Japan's past. It, it's just continued. And you see it a lot at, like, temples and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can go get your fortune told there, and you do kind of similar what the fortune teller does at the beginning of the episode with the sticks and what you do is you kind of pull out six and one of the six is a number on it and then you pick a fortune from that numbered drawer and it's either a good fortune or a bad fortune if it's a bad fortune you find a place to tie it and leave it at the shrine if it's a good fortune you carry it with you by tying it and leaving it at the shrine it rubs off on someone else you transfer the bad juju i think it just kind of disperses into the ether is the whole theory but basically it's just very much stemmed within their culture it's just fortune telling has been a 
thing in their culture for years and years and years, and years since the 1600s from the Tokugawa shoguns. So I have written down Arcade Boy. Motoki. That one. Yes, yes, yes. Motoki. Literally, I don't even know like what era of American culture he's speaking from, but he uses the term perks up my whole day. Okay, well, considering he's not speaking from American culture, he's speaking from Japanese culture, then you have to stop thinking of things in American terms. But the American translation, the okay. dub, which I'm mm-hmm. watching and listening to because mm-hmm. I don't have to read words, they're choosing how to mm-hmm. yeah, translate yeah. it and how to interpret it. And they're saying, golly gee, ain't that swell? It perks up my whole day. They're like pulling their fucking translation from the Andy Griffith show or some shit. Okay, but I say things like this perks up my whole day and I am 100% not from the Andy Griffith show because even in this episode, I said fuck. It was just, it seemed weird, especially your crush boy talks yeah. like he's from church yeah. school. First of all, I think Motoki is adorable. And... Well, and he's like, is in charge of video games, which yeah. of course. No, what I love is the fact that in the Japanese, he goes, hey, have you played that Sailor V game yet? You should come in and play it. In the subtitles, she says, no, I haven't played it yet. But what she says is hi, which means yes. So there's some sort of weird translation weirdness there where he's saying something akin to have you played this yet or something. And the appropriate response in Japanese is yes, but it comes out as no when you translate it. So hmm. I don't know what it is. But that I always... seems really confusing for like a certain conversation. Yeah, that's why I love watching the sub because I sit there <laughs> and I'm like... Are you sure you want me to poison you? Hi. Yes. No. <laughs> I meant no, you idiot. There's some sort of translation thing where the way that it was translated is much different than what was said, but mm. it's still the same thing. I didn't know that yes means no. In... No, no, yes doesn't mean no, but oh. that's what they're saying. And so there's some weird translation thing where in the actual Japanese, he, he's saying something that needs to be responded with a yes answer, but the way they translate it, it needs to be responded to with a no answer. And so it's just a weird translation choice. And what's great is there's now digital media proving that I was confused about whether or not yes meant no, and that you were responsible for confusing me further. That's fair. All right. She's playing the Sailor V game. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it looked kind of like it was 8-bit, didn't it? It was a little, yeah, little choppy. Yeah, 8-bit, 16-bit. Yeah. It's, it's an arcade game. It's very right. Pac-Man. Yeah. And then, I don't remember the exact words, but she's like, I'm in love. And she has, what's that heart that's beating through her back? That's her heart. Right. That's not real. No, but it's an exaggeration of her heart beating because she has feelings for this guy. Mm. So she's just like, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. It's to show that her heart is beating like that for okay. this gentleman, Motokyo Nisa. That's, that's what I assumed it was. You assumed I, correctly. You know I'm still having trouble accepting some of the devices that the animation is using. Yeah. I'm learning. I don't know if I'm okay with it, but I get it. I don't want to be us versus them. It's cute. Yes, it is. More to the point, when she says, I'm in love, Mm-hmm. I think the more interesting way to interpret what she's saying, she's in love with Sailor V. I mean, who isn't? I'm in love with Sailor I dressed up as Sailor V for Halloween one year. I know almost nothing about Sailor V, but she's she's like a folk hero. She's, yeah, she is. And... I was actually thinking about that when you mentioned folk hero last episode when you were talking about how Sailor V is a folk hero. And how would you have a video game about Sailor V if she's just a, like a local folk hero? And then I started thinking about it. And we have in our area... Bigfoot? No, I was going to oh. say the Unipiper. Who's the Unipiper? You don't fucking know who the Unipiper is? Who are you? The Unipiper is that gentleman who goes around Portland and he rides a unicycle and wears a kilt and plays the fucking bagpipes. And he wears a Darth Vader helmet. I probably didn't even notice him because that's just every day in Portland. Yeah, he wears a Darth Vader helmet and he plays the bagpipes. I think now coming back to me. Yeah. yeah, no, it's the Unipiper and he's like this local folk hero and he's mm. like a super big deal and he's got his own craft beer at some of the breweries in Portland. 
that's I mean that's that's how you celebrate yeah. a folk hero in Portland. Yeah, is with a. But what a, I'm a saying is beer. like thinking about that. Even if Sailor V wasn't originally this mainstream hero that she is in the anime, it wouldn't be too absurd to say, oh, they have a local folk hero, and we have ridiculous video games about them because the Unipiper has ridiculous craft beers brewed just for him, and he's a local folk hero for Portland. All right. So for those of you who think I'm not paying attention when I'm watching the episodes, check this out. First, it's a crumpled paper. Yeah. This episode, it's a shoot. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's more like, a, like a, she's like trying to flip a coin, but she doesn't have a coin. So she's like, my shoe, heads, it's this, tails, it's this. And I'm like, how do you know which is heads and tails on a shoe? That doesn't make any sense, Usagi. What are you talking about? So to be clear, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, in the first episode, Crybaby, it's her test, right? She yeah. crumples it up and she, she throws garbage at the guy. Yeah. This episode, she... She hits him with a shoe. Yeah. Not just any shoe, her shoe. And he's just like, what the fuck, bunhead? Uh, also, maybe he needs to improve his dodging skills for, well, for missile attacks. Time, most of the time that he's walking, he's walking away from her so he doesn't see it coming. It hits him from the back. Even worse. I really enjoyed uh-huh. the, I believe it's Sun Like It Hot. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh-huh. That's what he did to his teacher. He like lifted up her skirt, just mm-hmm. like the air vent does to yeah. Marilyn Monroe. And I was like, except Marilyn Monroe didn't have a, an emoji on her pants. It's true. <laughs> yeah. No, Haruna has a f- smiley face on her panties. And then Umino is not wearing his school uniform. So everyone's already super like, Umino, what the fuck are you doing? It's obvious. Yeah. Someone's trying to collect human energy. Well, I mean, it's not obvious to anybody yeah. but us. So Umino's just like, ha, I can do what I want. And then he takes out a loaf of bread from his briefcase mm-hmm. and eats it because he's like, it's not even mealtime, but fuck you, Haruna. And what? then he flips her skirt. That was such a wicked burn, pulling out the little hoagie bun. With no delicious meat. It wasn't a sandwich. No, it was just it was, yeah. a fucking piece of bread. So much bread in one bite. I was just like, I think you pranked yourself with that one, pal. Well, and then Haruna, she, she begins to cry and she's like, oh, no one will marry me because it's very common in it's, okay, Japanese. So yeah. back, back to names. Yeah. Haruna, Haruna is the teacher, the English yes. teacher. As they call her in the, in the manga, Haruda, which apparently is a pun because her full name is Sakurada Haruna. And the beginning of the school year has has to do with sakura which is the cherry blossoms and basically haruda is a combination of her first and last name and it essentially boils down to something akin to it's springtime i don't remember the exact translation because i don't have it in front of me the, the beginning of the school year is springtime yeah they start spring they start school in april do they have a long break they start school in april and then they have two week breaks within the school year and then they have a five week break for vacation and the five week break proceeds the spring start. Yes. Correct? From what I understood. Mm-hmm. No, I, no, no, I, I did this research earlier today. But Our school system is based on when kids had to harvest and plant. Yeah. I don't know what Japan was. Japan's school system. What did, they use, what did they exploit their children for? What did they use their children for historically? Japan actually does a lot. They're in school a lot. Like It's very recently that they stopped having mandatory Saturday school. Lots of schools still do it and lots of students still go to school on Saturday, but they used to have only one day weekends and they don't have janitors in their schools. The children Children actually are the ones who clean up the school and it gives yeah, that'd them be, that'd be something to watch a children clean anything well it gives them that? respect for their surroundings their own lunch periods are provided to them by chefs who actually know nutrition and whatnot and actually give them a full balanced meal 
meal and they eat them in the classroom to promote camaraderie and familiarity with their teacher and with their classmates and all that stuff. And so maybe see them more as human beings than just other people in this system. Yes. Humanizing. I was also reading that Japanese students, when they're listening to things, they very often close their eyes to kind of focus, which can be seen as rude in American. Mm, I I was paying a lot of attention in school then. Here's my question. Yes. Who teaches Japanese? Is that a subject in Japanese school? They do have tests for like kanji and things like that because kanji is fucking difficult. And that's the, it's like seaweed, it's like pickled seaweed. That's the Chinese characters that they they used to do. I don't know where you got pickled seaweed (laughs) from. I don't know. But that's the Chinese characters that they use to denote certain words. And a lot of Japanese people, especially students, you'll see the kanji. And then above the kanji, you'll have what's called furagana. And basically, it tells you how to pronounce it. The phonetic. Yeah. Because one kanji character, depending on context, could be pronounced one way or another way and have completely different meanings. Which is, I mean, that's a really good way to build a language where every word has a different character. And that character's interpretation is up for debate. That's an awesome language. That's how, well, that's how you communicate. Okay, but on the converse, we have English. English, which is just fucking difficult where you have like homophones and homonyms read and read which are spelled the exact same but pronounced differently and mean ti- entirely different things or you have c and c which are pronounced the same oh, but spelled differently and they mean two oh, different things preach it sister but what i'm saying is japanese is difficult because kanji is difficult but ultimately it's a lot easier than understanding all of the fucking stupid ass rules that english has does the japanese language have rules the japanese languages have rules it has follow those rules yes they do it's better than english yes they have two tenses past or non-past so if you want to know if it's present or future if they're saying i'm gonna eat lunch and they mean i'm gonna eat lunch right now they're gonna have like qualifier if they're saying i'm gonna eat lunch on Tuesday, they'll tell you, I'm gonna eat lunch on Tuesday. Yeah, so, alright, Haruna. She becomes the subject, not only, uh, Crazy Eyes, his... His weird... His, but yeah, this is like weird, like... That was the thing, is that it's like Tom Cruise risky business weird. It, yeah. It's like you're wearing the wrong clothes. You're obviously not attracted to this woman. Yeah. And then it, and then it cuts to another kid, another schoolboy. Yeah. Who did, by the way, have the good sense to wear his uniform. And his name was... Oh, not Kenji, because that's her dad. His name started it, with a K, I want to say. That sounds... I think it, it was... It might have been Kenji. It was Kenji. I don't know. I, that sounds right. So... I can't believe I remember that. And <laughs> he, like, comes on with the pretty heavy date rape vibe on teacher. I felt like it was... It was really took a weird turn all of a sudden mm-hmm. in terms of the aggression towards yeah. the English teacher, which, in my experience, the English teachers are probably the ones that have the most emotional problems of the school teachers. Going back to what we were talking about last time, my English teacher was the one who read us out love letters so i don't know if that's emotional problems or just winning at life i totally forgot about that yeah no i had another english teacher who was amazing his name was mr wargo and he would say completely inappropriate things that you shouldn't say to high school students like uh how many of you think that your mothers like you and he'd wait for us to raise our hands and he'd be like "Mm, you'd be wrong anyways can we please i have this note this is very important can we please talk about umino's laugh okay i got nothing i don't know okay when he is laughing he's reading the comic and haruna is trying to do roll call and he's reading the comic and he is laughing and he's just like <laughs> oh yeah no it's, now oh. i remember, I remember what you're talking yeah about no now. it's fucking ridiculous yeah 
That left. Uh, he almost went a little. He almost went full hyena at that. Yeah, point. no, yeah. he was rivaling me in the ridiculousness of yeah. laughs. And there's definitely a top note of creepy in there. Yeah. yeah. This is gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and only do one of these. Yes. Per episode, I mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on talking about her heart, so I get a pass on that. Yeah. The sound lines. Don't know what's happening when this occurs. I'm sorry, but there are lines all around her that indicate a loud sound. Or yeah. sound that we should be paying attention to and they look like chalk hash marks like yeah. if you were you know if you were counting <laughs> how many you know saplings you were going to plant you're counting saplings yeah. rudolph your classmate has a big piece of chalk and he's just three four it looked like hash marks or yeah, yeah. or you're a prisoner and you're counting how many days you've been there that's what it looked like and i liked it i was like they went the extra mile for the sound lines and then i just kind of that's kind of the vibe that they're doing it looks there's a sign oh on, i, oh, I do want to point out we have umino basically forcing himself on usagi mm-hmm. and her getting really upset that might also be one of the many reasons that this episode was not aired in america originally because this is a, quite an upsetting scene where he's just like hey do you want to kiss and she gets upset because he's just he's not using honorifics with her name and she's like stop saying my name like that because he's calling her usagi and he's not saying usagi chan or usagi san which is the honorific way to say it which is so he's he's being too familiar he's being too familiar for somebody who he should not be too familiar with and then he basically forces himself on her and the only way that he backs off she starts crying her eyes out here we go for this episode this is the rub for me mm-hmm. because i feel like the message is it's okay what he's doing is okay and mm-hmm. now just it's gonna be a bumpy ride hang mm-hmm. with me it's okay to be inappropriate it's okay to express your desires in a way that is making the other person perhaps uncomfortable why is it okay it's not his fault he's under the influence yeah. Take that and, and run with it. You're, you're describing what I think is a real problem. And I think that's what I hope this cartoon is going to do, is mm-hmm. it's going to inform how society acts and behaves today. Because yeah. I feel like they were the instruction book on some difficult issues. And because I can choose my reality, it's like a cafeteria style. Mm-hmm. That's the reality I live in now, that Sailor Moon has informed our social conscience. And to be fair, with the climate of the world today, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's fine because he was under the influence, so he didn't know what he was doing. I literally just shared something on on Facebook today that said, when alcohol is involved, why is it that I'm blamed, but he gets a pass? And I was just like, where's the lie? That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if they're making a discussion or, or whatever, but, you know, it's not okay. No, no, it's, it's not, not okay. Whether you're under the influence of a magic tarot card or Jim Beam, yeah, it's not okay. And freaking and- guys, consent is fucking important as all shit. And r- no one gets a free pass just because they were doing something stupid. That's the long and short of it is you need consent and if you force yourself on somebody if you make somebody uncomfortable if you do anything inappropriate that's on you regardless of what you were under the influence at the time it's on you i agree and that having been said and, and you know much love to anybody who's had to go through that that's a situation that lacks both love and justice so enter the pretty guardian enter I the mean, pretty she, guardian I mean, thank god yeah i mean because Who's who's gonna? Is this a mess? It's a messy yeah. mess. And yeah. who's who's gonna fix that? Who who do you want to tap as a resource to fix this? Fucking Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. Sailor Moon. She will fucking kick your ass. Okay. The transformation. We, we talked trans- a little bit about it last episode. For those of you who have been to massives or you know uh, parties, raves, 
very ravey at a time when sparkles and unicorns and rainbows mm. weren't as common. Well, I mean, Rainbow Bright did exist. They did a pretty good job. 92. Yeah. Did a good job of like a nice MDMA roll oh, yeah. and a little girl spinning around. Good job, guys. And then what do they pair it with? Some crazy 60s TV show music. Again, we, I, mean, we, I mean, I don't know. It's like Love American Style or something. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I actually... Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon. I feel like Burt Backrack is like conducting the orchestra in the background. Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon. No, I fucking love the transformation music. Yeah. It, I, it I, just I, gets better with time. Yeah, I, I rewound it, not to watch the transformation, because I've watched that a few times, and I, I've liked it. But this time it was for a treat for the ears. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. All right, now we need to discuss this. In the name of the moon... I punish you. Yeah. Tsukine kawate o shokyo. So, you know, my question is, what is the actual translation? Like, in your opinion, how should that translate? I mean, I'm not an expert on Japan, but tsukine kawate... For ko- me, you are, so you just make sure that... <laughs> tsukine kawate o shokyo. Tsuki, as we discussed last episode, means moon. So it makes sense that she's saying in the name of the moon. I do not know what kawate means. Ni is what's called a particle. And there's like 8,000 particles. But basically, it's translated pretty okay, true so- to form. Tsukini kawate o shokyo. In the name of the moon, I will punish So, you. I mean, the important thing to me is the phrase in the name of the moon. Yes. Because my experience was when, when you're naming something, you're naming a, great, a power greater. In the name of Flying Spaghetti Monster, oh, I yes. prank you. Basically, you're like saying, this guy's got my back. Yeah. This is, this is who I'm, this yeah. is whose team I'm on. The moon? Well, I mean, her name is Sailor Moon. I understand her affiliation. I mean, she's kind of got this whole moon motif. Right. If you remove like the whole lunar cycle and like werewolves and, and you know, mm. the moon's influence on mm. human beings. Yes, the moon, it's the gravitational pull that causes the ocean tides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some shit going on. Yeah. It, but let's really think about the moon, yeah. which is lifeless, dusty, pitted, cold rock. That is not something I'm afraid of at all. That sounds like waking up in the morning in December and but... going outside. It's not, that's not what I want fighting for love and for justice. I want Olympus Mons. I mean, I want, you know, I want something that's got some firepower. In the name of banality, I punish you. I think that as the series goes on, you will start to feel the power of the moon. I 100% there's so many things that I could say that would support the moon in this instance, but they're all super spoilery, so I can't. But like, even, okay, if you if you look at Greek mythology, right? Mm-hmm. The moon is, was the first heavenly body, other than mm-hmm. the sun, the moon is the first heavenly mm-hmm. body human, because we could see it. Even that having been said, as soon as we knew there was something else other than the moon, the moon had no juice. <laughs> the, the moon was an afterthought. You know, all the, the planets had much more power. But, I mean, the moon I is mean, just sad. I know. mean, it controls the tides. A lot of people think that it controls menstruation. Moods. I don't know if it controls menstruation. <laughs> I can't say for certain. I mean, I track my periods, but... Oh, check it out, girls. Being a... If you're going straight into astrology, which is big in Japan, I'm a cancer, so I... Pisces, left-handed. I didn't know you were Pisces. I mean, I probably could have figured that out based on your birthday. Probably that's a good way to do it. But I didn't actually do the math. No wonder I like you. No, I'm a Cancer, and Sailor Moon is a Cancer, and Cancers are controlled, shocker, 
by the moon. So there's a lot to say about, you know, the moon controlling emotions and things like that because of the tides and the ebb and flow because humans are 75% water or what have you. So if the moon is powerful enough to control the tides and the water on the earth, what's to say that it doesn't control the water in humans? And I mean, I could go on and on about uh, things I'm that not, the moon I'm not, could I'm not personally debating the power of the moon. I think, I think the moon's cool. Mm-hmm. I think I also think it's a lumpy, dusty, dead rock. Mm-hmm. But I think what it does with that really like being dealt a shit hand as mm-hmm. a celestial body, like what you got? I got dust. It's still cool, and I'm looking forward to what I'm, has been promised to me as a wonderful education in how powerful the moon is. Yeah. Right. For now, in the name of the moon, I will punish you. I guess it's a threat. It is a threat. Uh, Well, obviously you haven't played Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask where the moon is fucking going to crush the entire world and it's got a creepy face. So I haven't played it. The moon is fucking threatening as all shit. But she is the sailor soldier of love and justice in the pretty sailor suit. All right, let's talk about Tuxedo Mask. And I, know, I would can, love to talk about Tuxedo Mask. Can you talk mask. about Tuxedo Mask objectively for 60 seconds? I can definitely try. I can't guarantee that I will succeed. Allow me to come at you mm-hmm. with a very pertinent point thus mm-hmm. far about Tuxedo Mask. He doesn't fucking do anything. No, he doesn't. Yeah, nothing. No. He, there is... I have to show creates you... creates a distraction. Yes. I have to show There's a great YouTube parody... Okay. Of Tuxedo Mask. Doing nothing? It's a, doing it's nothing. a video it's, about a guy doing nothing. No, it is 100% like... I, I have to show it to you after we're done recording here. It is so good. I laugh every um, single time I watch it. I like when I don't know stuff. Mm-hmm. I like when I don't know things and then I form my own opinion. Sarcastic, smart-ass opinion about something. Yeah. And I find out I'm I'm not forging new territory. No. Ooh, I just that was a mixed metaphor. No. You know what I meant. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. but no, Tuxedo Mask does nothing. He is basically there for moral support. He shows up and reminds Sailor Moon that she's badass, <laughs> yep. and then she yep. goes ahead and is badass. These these are my exact notes. Which is part of the reason I love him. So she's in peril. Mm-hmm. She needs help. She's oh yeah back against the wall. Mm-hmm. But our, our little Moony, her punishment isn't going the way she yeah. thought. Tuxedo Mask at the moment he's needed most. Mm-hmm. Shows up, tuxedo mask. Yeah. Okay. Throws flower. Gives generic advice, and exits. That's the fucking cavalry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if the cavalry showed up in a, in a western and they were like, "Brush your teeth every day," and then took off. <laughs> he, but he doesn't give generic advice. He actually gives pretty. Well, he starts out giving pretty generic advice, but as the series goes on, okay. he gives more specific advice, okay. and his entries become choice now need i remind you pulling it back to the movies that i forced you to go to do you remember when he entered in the sailor moon r movie and he literally here's how he entered there is a billboard with a bunch of people in tuxedos (laughs) and he just happens to walk on a street lamp from the billboard yeah or that's just cool i didn't say i didn't say it wasn't cool no no or in the sailor moon s movie when he appears on a giant blimp Dressed as Santa Claus. He's Maybe, on a, what is he on? He's what, on a what is ja- his mode of transportation? He is on a fucking blimp. Maybe ah. in the beginning, that's that's what they're trying to say. They're trying to say Tuxedo Mask. Tuxedo Mask has a carpet blimp. Yeah. Fucking love you, Tuxedo coming summer. Let's see where we can go with this. Yes. So he, he doesn't do anything. Oh, I just wrote not helpful. <laughs> no, he is. I mean, not he's helpful. helpful in the as sense that he, gi- he gives Sailor Moon a time to collect herself. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, which means... Goodbye. Yeah, it's, he uses a stun spell. 
Basically. It's a 15 second stun. For, yeah. yeah, it's for her to recharge yeah. her mana. He's gotcha. just like, oh, by the uh, way, I'm yeah. here. I'm going to say well, something thank God pithy. thank he's a central figure. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Also, I am cute. <laughs> and then I wrote harvesting human energy with pranks. Okay, yeah. then now, see, here we go. Here's the meat. Mm. Beryllium, the evil Beryl. evil queen who's actually just kind of a, a slept-on Merlin. <laughs> She needs this human energy. Oh, I need this human energy for my yeah. master. Right? Yeah. I mean, it sounds yeah. sinister. It sounds mm-hmm. it is like pretty the, sinister. It sounds like a plot that an evil person cooks up. How are we going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Don't worry, says Jadeite. I got it covered. What's his master plan? Children throwing rocks at windows. Hormone-fueled poor behavior towards, <laughs> towards a female teacher. And eating a stale roll. That's how we're going to harvest human energy. Well, I think more of his plan initially when he was if you remember yeah. back at the beginning when i said okay. he was being super sus and he was just kind of like in his trilby in his trench coat mm-hmm. just like chilling in the fortune telling like he's like oh fortune telling everyone gives their energy so much to this they buy into it so much i'm gonna harvest energy from all of the energy that they put towards fortune telling and knowing the future and it just so happened that all of these dudes who are you know desperate little nerds who want to get women to love them and decided to go to a fortune teller and be like please tell me who's gonna love me and the fortune teller who was bamu who's the bad guy with the hair hands decided oh well you can do anything you want and so then they decided to be because they're middle schoolers decided to be bad boys and just like fucking wreck shit all over the place and they're rambunctious energy Bamu was able to harvest. Oh, yeah, because he, he does mention something about, like, teenage angst yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's a big leap from what he actually says, but that's it, kind of the, the general gist of it. And he... Thank you for, like, calming me down. Oh, of course. That's um, what I'm here for. I Wh- still whether... don't see that as an effective means of harvesting energy. I mean, Jadeite is 100% not as effective as he could be. He is the king of standing around in a dark room collecting energy because 90% of the time that you see Jadeite, he's just standing there with his hand out with a glowing energy Giving orb us above the it. Yeah, he's just like, I'm harvesting energy, and you just see his eyes. And then it cuts to the side view where you see his face and his hand collecting energy, and you're just like, Jadeite, what the fuck do you do aside from order people around and stand in a dark room collecting energy? Like, come on, buddy. There's got to be more important things for you to do. That's probably how that's meant, like, how you're meant to look at that situation. I wouldn't doubt it. I, however, personalize Mm -hmm. that shot of him flipping me off, basically saying, fuck you, Mike. You don't know what's going on. You You were looking away. Way, come back and watch the cartoon. So it's a, like, it was a very it's, it's the most subtle bird yeah. in children's cartoons. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. He's basically looking at you like Mike. Why the fuck aren't you paying attention? Why are you trying to extract meaning from this? My name is Jadeite. But I think it's interesting because the first episode basically touches on that our human energy is vulnerable when we're greedy, right? And in this one, it's our human energy is what? See, it's a half. It's It's, half. It's a half-finished story. Our human energy is vulnerable when we're lusty. The whole thing was Umino going to this house of fortune to find out his romantic future with Usagi, and then the other guys just happen to be there. 
I had thought somewhere in this process, I had thought to myself, they were perhaps making a comment on kind of a mob mentality or what, what happens in kind of groupthink. And mm-hmm. when you have a long line of people who are trying to find out what's going to happen in the future, because I mean, that's technically what fortune telling is, is seeing yeah. the future. What is it that, that they desire? Because if they somebody really told me my future, uh-huh. pretty much like any time, like, hey, guess what's coming up in the next five years? I, I would check out. I would find a way to not feel my feelings or think yeah. my thoughts or see my things that I see because it sounds like it's going to be awful. Yeah. But it also sounds like it's going to be fantastic. Nevertheless, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know the details. The details are, that's what life is about, is yeah. like experiencing the details. You can assume your fortune is this. You're going to do wonderful things. You're going to do horrible things. Hopefully you'll figure it out while you're doing it. Totally just ripped off Harris Whittles. But I mean, the point is, is you get both. And do you want to know the details of how you find that stuff out? Or I don't. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it, as far as fortune telling goes, is, hey, like with Usagi's fortune that she gets from the old gentleman in the alley he tells her oh there's a boy who's interested in you right now but she doesn't know which boy she just assumes that it's motoki because she is she fancies him and he gives her the time of day she doesn't realize that it's umino and umino is gonna go off the rails on a crazy train as it were but yeah, so I think it's just a lot of it is just very general stuff that you can apply to yourself no matter what. But in Japan, it's much more of a culture thing. So they buy into it a lot more because of the culture. It's just like how in America, we are all about American football. And it's just a huge fucking thing. I don't necessarily buy into it because I don't freaking care. I, I, I too do not care for the sports. And here's here's my thing, and this has been my chief complaint in the last 20 years. I can't understand how a person can have their emotions ruled by the outcome of a contest. Strangers. Strangers yeah. playing strangers. Yeah. I have deep, like, incredible intense emotion yeah. regarding whether or not we score a point. I had, like, no context. I have no way to understand that with the following exception. Yeah. I geek out hard when I hear that fish you know when they did their baker's dozen set in new york and, they, and i hear that they covered cinnamon girl mm-hmm. i like i have an emotional response to that yeah. like i think that's really cool yeah sports fans are nerds yeah they are exercise oh, nerds they're exercise nerds oh definitely i'm a music nerd you you're you're just pure nerd you're like <laughs> <laughs> well there's a reason why i call let's plays nerd sports right. because you're just watching a person play a game which is what you're doing when you're watching mm-hmm. sports is you're watching a person play a game and I like baseball. I grew up with baseball, and I don't get emotionally attached to baseball. I know my team sucks, but I still enjoy baseball, and I will go to a game if I have the opportunity because it makes me happy. Do you think there's people so, who listen to a lot of podcasts and have like theories about podcasts, and they critique podcasts, and they get excited when one of their favorite podcast hosts makes a reference to something that was, you thought was funny several episodes ago? Is there a podcast nerd? I mean, Please say maybe. I don't I don't want to out myself here but I am that podcast nerd because I listen to way too many podcasts. That's what I do when I'm at work because there's a lot of nothing going on while I'm, you know, sitting there securing a site. I'm a security guard. It's going to be okay. Uh, final, this is the, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Moon Tiara action. Moon the- Tiara action. Thank you. Frisbee golf. It's a glowing yeah. frisbee. Mm-hmm. But the motion, the animation, the movement mm-hmm. feels like bowling to me. I can it see fe- that. It feels like bowling. No, I can definitely see that. Because her follow through is amazing. Oh, it is. 
Yeah, I mean, that's... No wonder it always hits for Target. Yeah. The drawers of the Mm -hmm. cartoon, they knew their sports moves. Bravo animation team. Yeah, it's very believable. Animators is what they're called. I like when it's different. I like when when they go outside of what we expect. And I did not expect to see Sailor Moon throw a strike. I like that. Well, she throws a strike nearly every time. And thank God, because she's relying on Tuxedo Mask to save her ass. (laughs) Ugh. Useless. Oh, Tuxedo Kamenzawa. I love you. He's like the appendix. I, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he, he like is awesome when he needs to be. Or like when he's really, she's really down and out and really needs a lift. He isn't like, you know, hang in there. Hang in there, well, champ. I mean. Believe in yourself. I mean, I, who whoever decides that they need to spend the rest of their lives with me, which I don't know at this point that anyone will. But whoever decides, they have a hefty idol to live up to mm. because I have, from a young age, have opinions on what a an acceptable suitor should be like. And here's the answer. Tuxedo Kamensama. That's all you need to know. You hear that, fellas? Are you good at doing nothing? You no, he does, he does a fucking lot, okay? Not initially, <laughs> but there's a reason for that, and I'm not going to go I, into I it. I have no reason to believe that he's worth a shit. Except that you've told me that he is, yes. so I'm gonna I'll go with that. Okay. Because you you have kernels of truth in he's your a, in your bullshit he's a, snowballs. He's a, um, bullshit snowballs. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm, I just want you to know how much I love you. And to end all of that, mm-hmm. the sidewalk trip at the end. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> that is me. I trip on sidewalks all the fucking time. Yep. So we'll leave you with her kill shot is basically a bowling move. Yes. And hashtag hashtag relatable. relatable. <laughs> and we will see you all next time when we discuss episode three what are which you still doing here <laughs> which arguably has a longer title than the previous <laughs> oh, episode no. which ah. is the mysterious sleeping sickness protect the girls in love <laughs> <laughs> the library is the second door on the right and i like jello i mean <laughs> goodbye everyone we will see you next time across the mooniverse across the mooniverse <laughs>